Welcome to Maximize Your Social, actionable 10-minute advice on how your business can maximize your social media presence. Now, the host of Maximize Your Social, social media author, speaker, consultant, and founder of Maximize Social Business, Neil Schaefer. Hey, this is Neil Schaefer. Welcome to another episode of Maximize Your Social. A lot of you probably know that before I blogged at Maximize Social Business, I had a blog called Windmill Networking. And before that blog at Windmill Networking, I actually had a WordPress.com blog that was called Expert Answers to Your LinkedIn Questions that was actually launched through LinkedIn when they used to support applications, one of those applications being WordPress.com. And in fact, the first two books I wrote on social media before my most recent Maximize Your Social, which is obviously the name of this podcast and my brand, were on LinkedIn. So a lot of you, and maybe some of you listening to this podcast, know me as sort of like the LinkedIn person. And I've never wanted to become a one-trick pony, which is why I don't necessarily consider myself like the LinkedIn person. But because I've written two books on the subject, I often get emails from past readers, fans, and whenever I publish on LinkedIn or publish something about LinkedIn, I seem to get a lot of support from the community. So if you're one of those people that has stuck with me through the years, and wow, it's been, actually, it's been six years since I started my blog. It's pretty amazing. So I want to thank you for your support. And, you know, I still get these really, really interesting questions quite randomly in terms of frequency, but I wanted to give you one question that I got today, and I really want you to think a little bit different about engaging on LinkedIn. And that's really what the subject of this podcast is going to be in response to this person's email. So, Neil, I've been passionate since I joined LinkedIn in 2007 and reading your book. He's been promoting LinkedIn to his database throughout Asia, which is larger than his personal LinkedIn network, and building his own network. This person, you know, I don't know what his exact objective is in building a LinkedIn network. I'm assuming it's sort of sales, marketing, biz dev. So today I received this email from LinkedIn that my account is permanently restricted to only connect by email. I've been restricted before, but never permanently. I'm shocked by this. Do you have any wisdom for me on what to do? Now, the short answer to what I said, I said LinkedIn is always changing the rules, right? And that's social media is always changing. Every single platform is always changing the way that they do business. But I want to give you some background on this one. Now, I also was what you would call an open networker or a lion LinkedIn open networker. And there were tactical reasons that if you were an open networker at one time, the more connections you had, the higher you appeared in LinkedIn search results. This is obviously no longer the case. But still, you know, everybody should have a robust network. Multiply your age by 10. That's the number of LinkedIn connections you should have. That's the number of new people you should be meeting on the annual basis that you can add to your LinkedIn network. And it really gives you more visibility. Other people, you become more visible to other people. So you have more second degree connections. So there's only, you're only one degree away from being contacted or having others contact you. So there are advantages, but obviously you don't need to have as many connections as I do. In fact, I've sort of parred down on my connections and I am really critical now as to if I accept people inviting me, if I find out there's something fishy about their profile or I just don't know why they sent me an invite. And I know a lot of you probably share that same sentiment. But, you know, there are some of you that still are uh, aggressively inviting others to your network. I stopped doing this back in, I don't know, 2010, probably. But, you know, at the time, LinkedIn, hey, you're only supposed to connect with people that you know. 
And there comes a point when people hit, and I wrote about this in Windmill Networking, Understanding, Leveraging, and Maximizing LinkedIn back in 2009, that if you start inviting a bunch of people that you don't really know, and they reply, or you know, after they get the invitation, they tell LinkedIn that I don't know this person, or what we call an IDK, your account starts to get restricted. It used to be that if you had five of those, after the first three or the first two, there'd be a little thing that would pop up when you want to send out an invite. Hey, be careful. A lot of people said they don't know you. We remind you that if you send inv- invitations to people you don't know, you're in violation of policy. And what would happen is after doing that a few times and getting a few I don't knows, your account would be restricted to only those people that you know the email address for. And then you'd have to go back to LinkedIn and apologize and get the restriction taken off. And and uh, I know that I did that multiple times, and I think a lot of people did, as well as this person who contacted me. Now, obviously, from what he is saying in his email is that the rules have changed, and now permanently, he has to enter an email address in order to connect with someone. So I realize I'm going to give you my own aha moment, my own epiphany when it, when it comes to LinkedIn is, you know, what sort of value are you trying to derive out of the network? If you think of adding a connection as putting someone in your marketing funnel, then you obviously have it all wrong. You know, LinkedIn is where the professionals are. It's about making relationships, connections, and people do business with people that they know, like, and trust. So just the art of connecting, I've always said, was just establishing a virtual connection in a database, right? A virtual data point, for lack of a better word. And... What happened to me is I realized, wow, when I search for my name or when I search for windmill networking, I'm appearing like last or next to last in search results. And I did a little experiment, asked all these people in my network, some first degree, some second degree, some from the United States, some from outside of the country. And they confirmed that for some reason, I was not appearing in LinkedIn search results. You'd have to go to the very end in order to find my name, even for search results like my own name or keywords, I should say, of my own name or of my company name, which is really bizarre. So it hit me that, huh, maybe these are things that LinkedIn does to tweak their search results. And for some reason, maybe because I was flagged for doing something way back when, I don't know, but that was the reality. And when I realized that, and this is a few years ago, I realized, wow, if I'm not showing up in LinkedIn search results, The only way I'm going to get found by a relevant audience is to engage, right? And, you know, the the avenues for engagement were many in LinkedIn in the past. You know, you had companies, you had all these different apps, you had LinkedIn Today. It's a little bit limited now, but I'll tell you, it's been very interesting. I think a lot of people have poo-pooed LinkedIn groups. They realized they were great maybe a year or two ago, and then maybe they've sort of thought there was a lot of spam and they disconnected. But just over the past week, I've really been making a concentrated effort of spending more time in groups, of responding to people's questions, engaging with people, not just dropping links, right? Of, you know, authentically using LinkedIn groups as a source of content curation, as a source of inspiration for my own social media. And what happens when you start a conversation in a LinkedIn group is that often leads to a connection. And when you connect with someone where you've looked at their background, you have a common affinity, a common interest because you're in the same LinkedIn group, that connection is obviously going to be extremely valuable. Now, not everybody is in LinkedIn groups. If you're in sales and biz dev and you're trying to touch the untouchables, there's a whole different strategy. But if you're looking to build up a network of like-minded people, of peers that you can call upon in the future or bounce ideas off of, which I think LinkedIn is really all about, you need to be engaging. And I think LinkedIn groups, whether you're trying to develop business or whether you're trying to, you know, find peers that have common interests and affinities, it really is one of the best places on the internet to engage. And if 
it's going to take a little bit more time than just you know uploading a database or you know clicking one to one on profiles but i think it's going to allow you to more authentically and increase the quality of those connections that you make on LinkedIn so that when you want to ask for an introduction, they'll actually do it for you because you already have rapport with them, right? So that's sort of been my philosophy ever since a few years ago. And now if you're at the point where you have to put in an email address, you almost have to be doing this in order to expand your network. And maybe LinkedIn is, is doing that, you know, for that reason. And, you know, the interesting thing is in terms of engagement opportunities outside of groups, the choices that you have are few and far between right now because LinkedIn has really simplified their platform and they do not offer all these other apps that they used to. Even LinkedIn events was a great way to meet people, right? But what LinkedIn does have is they've opened up the publishing platform. And what you can do is you can openly follow people that you may want to connect with, follow their publishing, and when they publish posts, like them, comment on them, and from there build that rapport on a person-by-person basis. Now, obviously, those that are really looking for email addresses, there's a lot of different ways of you know, doing Boolean searches on Google, what have you. There are ways of finding out people's email addresses if you want to go that route. But I would rather have you authentically engage with those people that you want to be affiliated with and you want to have them as part of your network because you can establish that relationship with them. So... Don't think about LinkedIn in terms of number of connections. If you multiply your age by 10 and you get into a habit of regularly inviting new people that you meet and regularly, maybe every three months, searching the database for old colleagues or classmates that join LinkedIn, you're fine. It's all the connections you need. It's not about the connections, right? What are you going to do with them? And I've always said, I have all these connections, but I really don't use them unless I have a need for them. And that's only when I have a specific objective and I go into advanced people search and I find that there is some hidden, you know, connectivity between one of my connections and someone that I want to reach out to that I've discovered. And then I reach out to them, which doesn't happen very often in all honesty. So LinkedIn is not about the connections and obviously it's not about the resume. It's about the engagement Think about it very, very differently. And I also say this because I'm in the middle of writing an ebook. Some of you may have downloaded my 30 Minutes to Maximizing LinkedIn, which was this free ebook that I created back in 2012. It's been two years. LinkedIn's changed. I've changed. My business has changed. I'm in the process of creating a new ebook and even meatier and beefier and, and up to date, you know, LinkedIn for 2015 type of ebook. Really excited to release that. And I hope to really get it out in the next week or two, along with another exciting announcement, which obviously, since you're listening to my podcast, you'll be the first to hear. So that's it for today. I hope this changed your mind a little bit about the way that you look at LinkedIn and the way that you can think of using it in the future. And as always, if you have any questions about this or hey, if you want me to cover something not only in the podcast, but in the ebook on LinkedIn, feel free to reach out to me. I'm always here to listen to you. And thanks for being a listener. Wherever you are in the world today, make it a great social day. Bye-bye everybody. Thanks for listening to Maximize Your Social. We appreciate your iTunes subscriptions, ratings, and comments. If you would like to appear on this show or recommend content, please contact Neil Schaefer at neil at maximizeyoursocial.com. Make it a social day.